Okay, I'm ready. You guys ready? Cool. Let's rock and roll. Hey, I'm Andrew. This is the Bearded Friend Podcast, and thanks for joining me on this episode. In this week's episode, I speak to Joe and Al from Bonafide Motor Company. We talk about how it all started, why they do what they do, and what the future holds. Well, look at that. It's Friday again, and it's time for another episode. So this time last week, I was busy riding my bike down in Swaziland with a great bunch of people. Uh, on a trip that was organized by a bona fide motor company. And I had an opportunity to sit down with Joe and Al to have a chat about the trips that they organize, uh, how it all started, etc. And I've been trying to sit down and chat with them for quite a while. But as Joe said, this trip was the best time and place to do that conversation. So, without wasting any more time, here is that chat that I had with them. I hope you enjoy it. Well, I mean, this is my first trip that I've done, so it's been a good one. Yeah, I was like wondering why I haven't done any more, uh, done previously, but obviously the circumstances always fucked it around. But uh, definitely going to be on the next one. Good to hear. Wherever that might be. Okay, the bubble run, I'm going to try my best to make. Yeah. So I've always wanted to know is like, how did Bonafide Motor start? I mean, how, I mean, the story between how you guys met, yeah, and um, the idea came from. So I think um, so. Bonafide obviously kind of started from from Bonafide Beards. Um, when my wife and I had started the business, I started to find guys with beards that rode motorcycles, um, and I started to see that there was like a few people within that that um, I started to know who rode motorcycles. And then one day, um, my wife and I met Alan in the street. Um, we saw he had a beard. My wife ran across the street. And I was like, hey, hey, you need to come check out our products. And um, so he came over and then ended up, um, he was good friends with Nick Davidson. Okay. And um, I was working at a motorcycle shop down the street from, from Nick's shop and Al came in. And and um, and then we, I can't remember when we first rode. Oh, and then I would see Al all the time in between Melville and Parkhurst. And um, we just became friends. And then we I passed this coffee shop in Rosebank one time. And uh, I thought it was really cool. Like it'd be, it'd be great to like have people come here on a Saturday, meet up mm. on bikes. And so uh, we ended up calling that Bonafide Mass. It was a place called Priest Espresso Bar. And we did kind of a play on words with Priest and a morning meeting on the weekend. So we just called it Bonafide Mass. And it was me, Alan, Leroy, and Yoav. And um, that's what started our weekly meetups. That was probably almost four and a half years ago now. Okay. Um, and then it really just kind of evolved from there and from the coffee meetups to wanting to go on trips with these guys. Um, and for me and my personal um, need to explore South Africa, um, you know, me being from the States, I wanted to see what South Africa had to offer and, and I still do. I mean, I've, I've seen... 
80% of the country or a large majority of the country. And I still want to keep exploring more and bring people with on yeah. these trips. Um, it's an amazing country. And, you know, like, like this trip in particular, everyone, a lot of people hadn't been to Swaziland before and they loved it. Um, yeah. For yeah. me, for me, the, the, the second you start like hanging out with groups of people, um, people start wanting to do more. Yes. Um, so like it started, yes, breakfast and, and coffee and chit chat and immediately people, you know, kicking tires, people would say things like, oh, you know, we should go, we should do this or like, let's go on a ride sometime. And so it kind of happened organically. Um, and then also as Joe and I became better friends, I had a desire to show, to take him to places. Yeah. Um, like I told him about Kruger <coughs> and my love for the bush and um, Swaziland and Lesotho and stuff like that. And, and so, so it was kind of like a way of me sh showing, sharing my country with him, but at the same time with a bunch of other people. Um, and when we did this ride ourselves three years ago, we invited Uncle Rich with us because we just knew he would be keen, you know? Yeah. And we knew that we didn't, if it didn't work out as planned, it wouldn't really matter. He's an easy, easy going dude. Um, and yeah, three of us did the ride. Uh, we shot photos, we planned a route, we found cool locations, and then we turned it into a ride. We've had 25 guys each year now, um, two years after that. Oh, so yeah, great. I think just out of a desire to explore. And then obviously the, you kind of, to make these things work, you have to legitimize them as a business. Um, so we had to make it a business. Business, you know? yeah. Um, and that's actually brought along quite a few nice opportunities um, that's, like the travel stuff that we do like this uh, the bubble run which is more like a, a family holiday vibe um, and then also we've been able to like open up our services uh, to brands like Triumph motorcycles Motul etc um, that can utilize these trips to talk to a, a niche audience in South Africa that's right yeah. so we were chatting last night and um, we were talking about sponsorships I overheard you having a conversation with one, uh, one of the guys to organize these trips okay obviously there's the logistics behind it which has worked very well I was very amazed at how easy and everything and relaxed because I mean, I've done other trips with other bike clubs mm. and it's like a little bit um, <coughs> parat if you want to call yeah. it that <laughs> but how do you guys I mean, you're doing this for the passion, you're not doing it for the money, I'm sure, because the cost of coming on this trip is relatively good value for money, very good yeah. value for money. And do the guys help you with sponsorships and all that kind of stuff? So yeah, the, the business model is quite quite simple um, in, in that these trips do cost a lot of money um, mm. and there's, there's cash flow issues with booking accommodation six months in advance. Um, and we essentially, you know, to, to make sure that the price point is right is um, we do these events almost at a loss to keep the community around us and to keep the community close um, and to keep the brands that we do have an affiliation with talking to that community mm. um, I wouldn't that we don't lose money on the trips but it's you know you, we don't you don't make a lot of money doing this kind of stuff but yeah. what we do make is really close bonds uh, with lots of people um, and it just keeps people coming <coughs> back and word of mouth and so on and so forth um, so yeah it's not our core business our core business is essentially f f photographic and video services that we provide for clients um, but these adventures are becoming more and more successful um, both financially as well as um, I guess mentally for people to come on and, and that just means more and more people come um, you know, obviously the secret is is scale, mm. but we don't want these to we don't want there to be fifty people on this ride. Yeah, 
Um, so either the price goes up or we get more people. So the only way to really solve that is, is for the price to go up annually. Um, but with, we, we just got to be mindful that we don't want to exclude um, any, you know, I mean, the price is right, I think, for yeah. a three-night adventure uh, for the, the target market that we talk to. Absolutely. And I mean, talking about the numbers, you guys got a sense of what a good critical mass is for Tripakas, 25? Is that yeah, the... so we've, we've landed on the number 23 <clears throat> to 25 oh, several times spot. over. Um, yeah, it's, it's about right. Yeah. Uh, we, do have a, we do have a minimum, like a break point. Um, as well, like, and that's around 14, 15 people. Yes. Um, that's where it starts making sense. Yeah, because otherwise, if you get more than 25 people, it just becomes way Yeah, logistically. But, yeah, I mean, it, it would be great to have a, a... Well, no, I don't know that it would be great to have a big group of people. No, but 25 so. is, is such a solid number. And even, you know, looking on the roads um, where we've been driving, and, you like, if I go to the back and you see in front all the bikes, I mean, it's... So it's it's so cool to see and um, to have fifty bikes and trying to manage that. I don't think I'm interested in that. No, yeah, no, no, because then it becomes hard work, yeah. and then it's not as fun. You start to deal with more issues and fuel stops, and you know, like for us, we we wait for everyone, and you know, mm. you noticed on the trip. Now we had a couple people who were a bit slower, and 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 that's fine. Um, but what we do is we wait for everyone. So yeah. the fast guys, you've you've got to wait on everyone. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to fifty people, then there's just way more logistics. More bikes are going to break break down. Um, no, the, so the twenty five. The is, critical mass is twenty five. Yeah, yeah. Because I That's mean, magic. Just in terms of time and you know, like filling up the fuel and yeah. um, um, changing direction at the next intersection. All that. You're fifty bikes. Yeah. Your timing can get out so quickly. It's yeah. Like even yesterday, we were running running a bit late and whatever, but mm. you have the ability to catch it up a bit. Yeah. But I reckon if you had more more than 25, it would yeah. be... No, it's not yeah. 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 So, three years now, is that three or four years now that you've been running yeah, these trips, eh? We've, yeah, we've done th three years in succession yeah. of these yeah. trips. Yeah, um, these trips, yeah. But yeah. I suppose if you include Bubble Run, it's now four. This is the fifth. And I was saying the other, the other day that we've successfully completed 15 trips. Yeah. Like, that's pretty fucking amazing. Um, when he said 15, I was like, what? Because I, I, I never like look back and be like, well, I've done 15 adventures. But um, saying that we've done, we've hosted 15 trips is really cool. Yeah, it's um, quite a achievement. And without so. major accident or injury, which is something yeah. that we'd really like to, you know, try and keep Maintain, up. yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. yeah, and the only way to do that is to... You know, to be a, to provide rules and regulations mm. to some extent, but also just to to allow people the freedom uh, to to do what they want at their own pace, um, so that no one feels pressurized to ride at a certain speed, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. Um, yeah, and I think just I think we we attract bona fides attracts a certain kind of person, mm. and and people will come to and they'll meet us, and this is why we do the breakfasts and the taco Tuesdays and things like that, because it's a way of people getting to know if they if, if they fit in the fit into the yeah, bona fide thing yeah. and it's not about fitting in because you're cool or not cool mm. we have such a wide variety of people here this weekend so it's not about that it's more about you either click or you don't yeah that's um, right and yeah. if you and if you do click it's a beautiful thing and joe and i are prepared to acknowledge that fitting in with the group might only be 25 people every ride for the rest of our lives yeah um, because it is it's you know we don't you know, it's, it's, we, it's, there's no club mentality here. So club mentality, you're actually able to find more people like you. And because there's no club mentality, it's quite loose. So people are very different. 
And when everyone's so different on the trip, you don't get one kind of personality. And that's yeah. why we get like the 25 next time because you've got so many different personalities. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because I was actually going to comment on that. It's like, how do you how do you get the right type of people together? But like you were saying with the breakfast, that helps. Correct. Um, so everything we do actually is about... Everything we do, the, the Taco Tuesday, the breakfast every Saturday or once a month, um, and these rides is all about making people feel comfortable to do something else with us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the breakfast and the Taco Tuesdays are about making people feel comfortable to do a Swazi Gold or a Sony Pass trip with us. Swazi Gold and Sony Pass are almost about making them feel comfortable to come to some of our other trips, like or, uh, or training, etc., etc. Yeah, absolutely. It's worked out very well. I mean, did you plan it out like that in the beginning? Or was it just you've, no, we you've just, just like moved with the flow? We did stumble upon it, I guess. But I, I knew that we had to... There were, like, I don't know. There was just a desire that something needed to be legitimized about all the effort that went into just booking a restaurant for coffee. Yeah. And putting a, a Facebook image together and uploading a thing to Facebook and saying, Hey, who wants to go have coffee on Saturday and breakfast. Yeah. yeah. And the more effort that went into that, the more we realized, like, actually, you know, this is, this is a business. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then, we've, so we've got these, like, different tiers of business, like on the trips where they, you know, that's a, f- a fully legitimized business. Um, and then we've got, like, the stuff that doesn't make money, but it brings the community back mm. weekly, monthly, daily. Um, People want an excuse to, like, hang out. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's why, like, the Saturday mornings are great. Um, you know, to be able to meet, be able to hang out with everyone. Um, the I think meeting every week became a bit too much. Um, yeah, I, I was starting to lose the the joy. Was that the breakfast we were doing every yeah, week? Yeah, because it meant a commitment away from my family, and I need to go. So that's why now we just do once a month, and then the Taco Tuesdays is on a different end of the month, um, and that's been great as well because people do want an excuse to get out during the week and go and we, for a ride, and we get completely different people. Yeah, yeah, but it's amazing. You can credit we created a brand, Bonafide Motorco, uh, create an event on Facebook, and people come. Yeah, and those people they either come again. There's very few people we never see again. Mm. We'll see them at some other point, either on a trip like this, or we'll see them in Sunrise Scramble or something like that. Because, like you were saying, on this trip, there are 16 new people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 16 new people. You know, when when we look back at the end of the year on these trips. I always do like, I just do pull some statistics to see, for example, how many people came on Triumphs, BMWs, KTMs, um, how many male to female ratio did we have, how many new to existing uh, riders, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. It's actually always really amazing to see that year after year we still probably have like a 60 to 70 percent new ratio for every trip. That's great. Mm-hmm. That's um, great. And I suppose the future of what we do now is we've got to think Next year, do we do the same trips to keep encouraging new riders or do we change the trips? Um, yeah. Because if we change the trips, then some of the old guys would go, oh, I, I want to do, do that, that one. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we have had people that have joined us, like Stuart's one of them. He's joined us. He's done Sony twice and he's done Swazi twice. Yeah. Uncle Rich has done all the rides except this one. Um, so some people do just come back yeah. for the same experience. Same they don't experience, care. Yeah. But other people want Something the difference. Different, yeah. 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 So that's the challenge for us for 2020 is what do we change? What do we keep? Um, like, I don't think we'll, we'll do Sony. Again. Yeah, you were saying that it was, it was yeah. a bit tough this year. Yes. And like we, we I mean, I don't mind tough. But mm. um, when it comes to taking a group of people 
up to a tough place, um, you start to run more risk because there's people who aren't as skilled and then you start to have more problems. Um, and Sonny last year was just a bit of a mess um, mm. in the one section. So I think for us next year is that, um, you know, we love going into Lesotho. Um, actually, Neil's got on his key ring, the, one of the Lesotho caps, mm. the small yeah, so hand-woven ones. Mm. Um, and every time I see him in that key ring, I mean, he got that on one of our trips. Yeah. Um, and so I think for us, we'll probably end up doing Lesotho next year, but maybe go into a different area like Katsi or mm. somewhere. But um, it just means that Alan and myself have got to go do a recce. Yes. Um, not that there's anything wrong with that, yeah. but um, just means more time because we don't want, now that we have groups, we don't want to just um, throw something on the wall and be like, yeah, this is the route we're going to go, this place we're going to stay. We need to go check out these places. We need yeah. to speak to the owners and make sure that how whatever we're going to offer clients is, is going to be good and, and mm. up to our standards. So um, no clue. We know that the bubble run is going to happen next year. Um, I think the Swaziland trip is definitely something to repeat, um, especially with the road that we missed last night, um, the roads that we were on yesterday. Um, it's, it's it's a great place. This it's it's really an enjoyable country. Like, this is fantastic. Yeah, because I came to Swaziland two years ago with uh, some of the BM guys, mm. which is like a retro, right? And I recognize some of the places we went yeah. to, but most of the most of the trip was different. Mm. And I enjoyed Twazi then, and I thoroughly enjoyed it this time because this time we did dirt. Last time we didn't do any dirt. Yeah. So it's a great trip. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, this is my favorite trip. Yeah. Um, I think because the, the the roads, the dirt roads. Actually, it's because of the combination of dirts and asphalt, mm. dirt and asphalt that you can do, and the quality of both roads. The tar yeah. roads in Swaziland are incredible. Uh, really well maintained, much better than what we've got across the border. Um, and then the dirt roads here are like either amazing roads or super beautiful passes. Yes. Um, there's very few bad roads. I think that 18Ks from Belimba is about as bad as it gets and I, I didn't even hate it that much. Um, so yeah, the roads are beautiful and the people of Swaziland are really beautiful, um, really amazing people. Um, and they've, they, they understand the tourism thing quite well, so they, they, they're set up for the thing. Um, I mean, if you think of the food that we've eaten over the last four days, Mm. I'm still uh, full. <laughs> full, but great, great quality food. Yeah, absolutely, um, and excellent service. And no one's waited more than ten minutes for food. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's special bringing people here, um, and hopefully we can bring more and more people every year. So at the moment you're doing what three three planned trips a year? Three to four. Yeah, so we have um, four planned trips annually, and then we have two. To three training events. Uh, which so that's the one night in the dirt. Correct. Which yeah. are not hardcore training events, but they they're more social training events. Um, which one thing that we found, and going back to why we started this, is that these the 25 guys that are here, or the 25 guys that are at Sani and girls, they don't fit in somewhere. That's why they're here. And how we kind of figured that out is Joe and I went on a training event, and we were very surprised that. That whilst the training was very good, there was no experience around the training. And it's not, not necessarily just about the coffee or, or the food that was served, but it is almost about that. And I think the 25 guys here seem to appreciate the trip, but then also the finer things. Yes. They're not just here for the trip. 
they want the finer things in life and that's yeah. the goodie bag and the good food and some alcohol that gets sponsored for example like the devil's peak in this case or the bullets um so i think these 25 guys don't fit into other motorcycle trips for whatever reason that is but I, I i believe it's got to do with the experience and that's why we like always focus on the experience um i mean where what where else would you pull over on the side of the road and have a fully loaded support vehicle draw system comes out there's a fridge with cold beverages yeah um we had a hock of ham on the first night <laughs> um but yeah so it's all about the experience and that's and the, that's the fluffy stuff on the sides that no one will ever pay for like it's but that's the stuff that and it's just it's just funny that joe and i enjoy doing that you know because yeah. a lot of people would be like oh my gosh that's so much more work but for us it's the difference it's that like what do they call that differentiating factor yeah but yeah that like that the x factor the last 10 percent that people <laughs> yeah. just don't do yeah like we see huge value in that yeah. it's like a basically like a handwritten note you know like with bonafide beards we do handwritten notes and and no one does handwritten notes but if you're given a handwritten note um you realize that someone's gone just that extra bit of uh that extra mile to show that they care and they want to do something nice and so it's the same with our trips it's like we want to go the extra mile to make sure that when people come back or when they when they've left the trip like you know what just that one little touch um, meant all all the, all difference. the difference yeah um because like we've one of my favorite trips i've been on um al and i went to peru a couple of years ago with land rover and it, it was a land rover experience tour and that had everything i mean you couldn't put a price on that and and they went the extra mile okay and so from that trip i, I think that's how we've like we kind of let that trip set the standard for us and how we would want to get to that level make sure that everyone has a lot um goodie bags and luggage tags and all these things um so that they come back and like fuck that was spectacular yeah great service and an amazing experience and also the thing is like the goodie bag i see a lot of guys that have been on the trips before they still got their stuff yeah. from last stu's got a bona fide beards cap which i don't have anymore that's one of my favorite colors the luggage tag he's, he's got it all yeah he's got it all yeah. yeah so it's almost like it's almost like a lasting memory besides mm-hmm. your photos and your videos and all that it's also like yeah. a lasting memory of the of the trip because you've yeah. got to get something some apparel or some yeah. t-shirt or whatever yeah yeah that's the kind of point of the goodie bag is is more to leave people with the memory yeah. um, and then maybe at the same time like solve it the challenge that you might have on one of our rides like a buff or sure. key ring Carrier. or a, a good clean backpack, t-shirt clean t-shirt etc etc et so <laughs> it's meant to be super practical but also just like for, yeah for memory you know so that's why we actually we used to do generic t-shirts but we're actually going to start branding the trips now so we'll do okay. in search of the swazi yeah yeah um, t-shirt or a cap or, or yeah. some logo and then we'll do a sony pass logo etc you want to talk so about the scrambler yeah please do yeah no yeah absolutely (laughs) (laughs) you read my mind (laughs) you read my mind go for Uh, it (laughs) now that um that is not my bike uh i've got to take it back tomorrow but that 1200 scrambler has been amazing i had the 900 before and now with this one that thing has handled every single thing i've thrown at it yeah um tar people keep saying i'm very very close to scraping the pegs (laughs) um I, i haven't felt it yet um, but on the dirt, man, that thing has been so crazy. It's just, it travels so well, just floats over things. Um, going into turns, you just kind of put that foot down a bit and, and, she, and she goes. But um, I'm going to be hard, hard sort of. To give it back. My, yeah. 
Oh, well, it just goes on the bucket list, yeah. on the wish list. <laughs> Hopefully next year I, I earn one. Yeah. Um, but I, I'll take that bike any, any, any fucking way. Oh, that's great. And, I mean, you talk from experience. You've had a 900 Scamber before. Yeah, 900 Scamber. you had the Tiger. Yeah, the, 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 the old man's 1200 Tiger. Probably yeah. the worst purchase of all time. Um, not that there's anything wrong with the bike. It was just not, just not for you. Not for me. Yeah, not no. for you. It had too much, too much going on. Yeah. Um, I've much preferred the, the the Tiger 800. That bike is just so lean, and you can toss that thing into turns, and it's still a lot of fun. I mean, but the 1200 is just um, oh, not for yeah. my age group. I don't think. Cool. Let's wrap up because uh, we can always do another podcast on the next trip. Let's just. Mention some of the sponsors that you guys, the guys uh, that you are collaborating with. So we work every year on these trips. We work with Triumph um, and Motul as our like, key sponsors, um, because mainly, mainly because they, uh, you know, it's so so aligned motorcycles and lubricants. Um, and then we also work with the House of Machines, which is more of a an affiliation. So it's just a, a, like a, an amazing brand. I mean, people know it as a bar in Cape Town, but it's actually an amazing global brand. Um, and then um, we work with Bell Helmets, Bell Power Sports Africa, uh, uh, and then and then some of the like additional partners, which was more like on the peripheral, um, is Front Runner, um, support vehicles fully kitted out um, with Front Runner, Gold Zero, which is um, a battery supplier and. Uh, Solar panels. They do solar panels. Uh, kind of, they uh, allow us to be pretty remote, but still have power with us. And then we have a, we have a satellite tracking unit from Spot. Yeah. Um, and Spot um, allows us to, and you guys, to constantly have your family know where you are um, on a map. And it also allows us in a in a serious emergency to send a SOS signal um, yeah. via satellite, um, and first responders will respond to that. Um, I think that's it. And then just also. We mentioned you've got a, a medic on the trip as yeah. well, which is, I think is very important. Yeah. So we have a, we have a, in this trip we have a trained um, Triumph technician. Um, it doesn't mean he can't work on the BMWs or anything else. It's just that um, we, we have a knowledgeable technician with us. Yeah. Um, with toolkits um, and also spare parts. So we have levers, uh, brake pedals, uh, foot pegs, etc., etc. The things that normally break on these slightly technical rides. Uh, then we have a fully qualified uh, medic who's able to stabilize and, and uh, make some decisions in emergencies um, and also just available for general health care, diarrhea, whatever, grazes, burns, sunstroke, duration, etc, etc. Um, it's imperative um, to have that. On, we, we wouldn't do these trips without a, a medic. Um, when you're taking 25 lives under your control, um, I think it's imperative that you provide the support. And then we have a driver, and we normally make sure that our driver is um, multi-talented. <laughs> like uh, in this case, he's a driver, and he's just a nice guy as well. He's funny. Um, <laughs> he's a big guy. He's our bouncer. <laughs> yeah, so he can provide security. Um, he can also bry very bry, nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we we normally have a driver um, that rides the support vehicle, and that's just so the crew. If you look at the crew, actually, it's myself, Joe, medic, driver, technician. So a crew of five. Mm -hmm. Uh, for a group of 24, 23 people. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, guys. Cool. Awesome trip. Thank you. Thank Andrew. you so much. My well, first and not you. my last. Good. Thanks for joining good. us. Yeah. Sorry, it's uh, taken so long. <laughs> <laughs> I know, when you said that to me last night, I was like, fuck.
That's right, man. You haven't been on no trips. But we see you so much. So that conversation was recorded just as we were about to climb on our bikes to come back to Johannesburg from Swaziland. Uh, sadly, to come back. Uh, a week later, I'm still thinking about that trip. It was an amazing one. So uh, just an opportunity to say thanks to all the great people that were on that trip. Thanks to Joe and, and Al for organizing such an amazing uh, event. And if you guys don't know Bonafide Moto and you ride motorcycles, do yourself a favor. Go check them out. Come and join us for a breakfast or a Taco Tuesday or some training. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. And that, my friends, is the end. Catch you next time.